What's up, guys? Welcome back to the It's Called Football podcast. My name is Otis. My name's Jose, and uh, we're going to jump right into it. There's a lot to talk about. A lot of things have been going on to thankfully keep us distracted from the international break that we've fallen into. Now, uh, first, we're going to go ahead and talk about some trending news that have been happening, starting with Arsene Wenger, finally finding a position where many people thought he'd be in the FIFA organization. Yeah. Uh, he's the chief of global football development. And sounds like he's the first one uh, to take that position on. And honestly, I can't find a, a better ambassador for the sport on a global scale than a guy that has coached the president of an African country, is from France, has coached in Asia, and is highly regarded all over the world. I think they found the right guy for this. Mm-hmm. Made Terry Henry who he was. It, made so a, made a lot of players who they were. The only undefeated team in England. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I think this is great. I think he would have also, I know that there was uh, talks that he would be in line to be the next manager of Bayern Munich. I think that would have also been a great opportunity for him as well. Oh, but yeah. I think this is great, just as good. I'm really happy for him uh, as a man that he got a lengthy break from being a manager because he definitely put his all into his profession. And, you know, there are a lot of stories about how things went down with his wife, his relationship with his child, stuff like that. Um, it's good to see him be human and hopefully do something he enjoys. Because he didn't have any pressure to pick any job. No, yeah, he could have chilled and came to the men's national team for the United States. But, you know, no, no bitterness. I'm not hurt. All bitterness, no. <laughs> um, so next up, we're going to talk about how Man City will not receive a transfer ban uh, or transfer ban jesus christ will not receive a ban from the champions league uh from uefa as a result of the ongoing ffp investigation yeah um nowadays people especially journalists hoping for clicks and views they're very desperate to jump on these kinds of stories like oh x team will be banned from doing this yeah you know you've got news with some england stars that we'll talk about in a moment uh, you've got news of Chelsea's transfer ban, City's potential European ban. I'm sure this was never even that serious. No. So it sounds like um, it sounds like this was never even really on the table to begin with. It sounds like the media took it and blew it out of proportion. Um, as usual, I should point out. They're um, threatened by us. It, it, us? Yes, the media is threatened by our... Reporting ability. <laughs> Get out of here. So the final report from UEFA on on Manchester's violations of FFP will come out next month in December. Um, and it looks like the most that will happen, if anything, because it looks like nothing could happen. But if anything, the most that will happen is a fine. So That's fine by me. Yeah. And, and, and there was a... <laughs> Get it? Get it? Ill. <laughs> so there was a there was a report that came out that basically said um, that UEFA are worried about taking Manchester City to court over the FFP violations because it will be nothing more than a long, expensive, drawn out process that may not even end in their favor. Because Man City's chairman came out and said that they were willing to go to court for the next ten years to fight this, and I don't think UEFA were willing to do that. So. That's that. <laughs> now let's move on to some um, some news about Terry Henry becoming yeah. the next manager of the Montreal Impact. Yeah, this comes after a uh, very public and very failed stint at Monaco uh, after Leonardo Jardim was sacked and then brought back after Terry Henry. Uh, he was very much the bad cop 
kind of manager. And, you know, you've seen that work with people like Mourinho. Um, and you've seen it fail with people like Thierry Henry. But it'll be interesting to see what he does at a place where he's very familiar. You know, he played in the MLS for the New York Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do because Montreal Impact's been one of those teams that's always on the cusp of being decent. Yeah, they're just, <laughs> just they're never all, quite they're, they're always just okay. Like, yeah. they're never one of those teams like, oh, yeah, they're going to do good in the postseason. Um, I think this it'll be interesting to see, like you said, how he adapts to, uh, while, yes, they do speak French in Montreal, it's a completely different culture. Quebec 100%. and France, completely different. So it will be interesting to see how he adapts. Um, he does know the league well, but there are a host of new teams that he has not had the the privilege of, of going up against as of yet. But um, I'm, I hope he does well. It'll be interesting Definitely. to see what happens. Definitely. It'll be good to see if he can bring them into challenging the likes of Montreal, um, geez, of Toronto, I'm, I'm, and Atlanta United. For the Canadian superpower? Yeah, I mean, I'm tired of seeing the same teams over and over and over in the uh, in the finals of the MLS Cup. I'm tired of seeing Seattle. I'm tired of seeing Portland. I'm tired of seeing Toronto. You know, hopefully he can you know, mix that up. Another team, another Canadian team in the MLS is Vancouver Whitecaps. And uh, their most high-profile player was Alfonso Davies, yeah. who's now at Bayern. Yes. And speaking of Bayern. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I, I really <laughs> wow. <laughs> I put in a lot of effort into that one. Uh, Nico Komet. <laughs> After all of that, I butchered What a his transition. Name. <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> Nico Kovac has agreed to leave Bayern. He actually asked to resign. And in his place, who knows? <laughs> well, Hansi Flick is, uh, they literally just came out. He will be the Bayern coach for the remainder of the season. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Um, now, he did get, lead them to a 4 0 victory over Dortmund. <laughs> so you can see why. Maybe it's the right the, move. The, parents, the players <laughs> like him. And He's that's the most an established thing. figure. And I'm sure they're just waiting until they can grab Den Hog from Ajax. You know, teams like Chelsea last year and Bayern, players have a lot of power in those setups. And it just makes me wonder, why isn't that the case in Barcelona? Because I'm sure by now, Barcelona players must be sick of Valverde. If, let me tell you something right now. If Messi came out today and said, I want Valverde, Valverde yeah. gone. If he came out gone. and said that publicly, Valverde would be packing his bags and be done today. So, Messi, what are you doing? Yeah, Messi's listening. So, yeah. Well, okay. It's a hypothetical question, dude. Okay. All right. Anyways. We, we don't have the power that, that some of the guys at AFTV have, okay? Apparently, okay. Troops is a bad influence oh, on the club and can't talk to Obama Yang. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other issue <laughs> that I honestly don't even want to talk about. <laughs> but since you brought it up, uh, basically... Arsenal board has been blaming uh, their new captain, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who is stalling on a new contract. They're blaming him for the uh, team's bad form because he's been talking to troops from AFTV. Yep. Claiming claiming a whole lot of things that that aren't even true after it was clarified. Yeah. Uh, Saying that he was inviting troops to games because there was a picture that surfaced of troops in Aubameyang's box at the Emirates. And troops came out and clarified like, hey, uh, he never, ever invited me to a game. We just happened to take a picture together because he promised me a shirt for his son. The fact that a a fan has to apologize after being accused by the club of... (laughs) <laughs> of sabotaging the team's form. 
says all you need to know about Arsenal. Like, wouldn't you want the fans and the players to interact? Y- yes. Like, don't you yes. think that leads to a good culture around the club? But it's like one week you're saying, oh, you guys are saying too many bad things about the players. It's affecting their confidence. And the next week you're saying, hey, you're too close to the players. Back up. <laughs> People always talk about the dead wood in teams being the players. There's a lot of dead wood and a lot of toxic waste at the board level of Arsenal. And I was going to say, all you have to do is look at Man United. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you see that. Look at AC Milan. Yeah. You look at Napoli now. Yeah. Now, speaking of Napoli, their owner actually came out and publicly required the team and staff to attend a one-week training retreat following a draw in the league that made them drop to seventh place. Now, Carlo Ancelotti, the manager, publicly ridiculed the decision and said it wasn't going to happen, and the players came out and also said no. So no one showed up, and now the owner is threatening legal action and fines against his own team. And this is after Ancelotti and the vice president's son got into a verbal argument in the locker room following another bad result. It's caused a lot of turmoil. The team's in crisis, as most people say. And basically, everybody's jumping shit, starting with Dries Mertens, whose contract's already up in the summer and looks to be going to the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, I personally saw a report saying that Inter were interested in his services as well. Yes. Which, if he wants to stay in Italy, is a great option. 100%. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I, I think there's, what, more players leaving or requesting Yes, leave. yes. Insigne uh, supposedly has requested to leave. And honestly, it just keeps getting worse and worse for this team. Yep, I'm sure Ancelotti will be out the door if it keeps getting worse with the chairman like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I did see a report uh, coming out of... Oddly enough, South Africa, which makes me question <laughs> yeah. how true it is, because yeah. it was about Napoli and about how the PSG owners have made a bid to acquire Napoli. So I don't know. Oh. You know, I'm not sure exactly how true that report is, but it's interesting to just to talk about. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, definitely see more of this oligarchical figure uh, taking over the sport, for better or for worse. We'll see. Now. Uh, we're going to jump around. But first, let's talk about Emery Chan, who's, you know, in Italy playing for Juventus. Apparently, he's being allowed to leave in January. And Arsenal yeah. have already made contact with him. Arsenal, um, and I know there's interest from Bayern Munich, who are also willing to pay that 40 million, 40 million euro fee. That's a lot. Yeah. So, I, I, like, I know Arsenal are interested, but, like, realistically, financially, can, is they, it necessary? can they compete with Bayern? Yeah. Is Emery Chan the answer to the midfield issues? Or could the midfield issues be solved by playing your right players in the right position? Right. Just, just a thought. That just a thought. And, and I don't know. Um, I think it's interesting to say, like, oh, Emery Chan going back to the Premier League to Arsenal. I think if it came down between Arsenal and Bayern, you got to look at one who's willing to pay more in yeah. wages. Also, he is German. Yeah. You know, and it's, Bayern is the biggest club in Germany. It wouldn't be an easy fight convincing a German player to stay away from Bayern Munich. You, Manchester City can't even keep Leroy Sané away. There you go. From, from Bayern Munich. There you go. And that's you know. at Manchester City. Yeah. One of the best clubs in Europe right now. Now, speaking of Europe, we're going to shift to the international scene now, uh, where Finland has actually secured their first major tournament appearance in the nation's history. And they've qualified for the Euros. Wow. Yeah. Incre- incredible story. Who else is in their group? Uh, I, don't, I don't really follow... 
Finland, if I'm being completely honest with you. Yeah. I, I, but congratulations to them and their team for, for making the Euros. So, uh, obviously, notable players, uh, Lucas Rodecki. I think he's the Bayer Leverkusen keeper. Um, also, Temu Puki of Norwich oh, okay. fame. Okay. You know, they've got quite a decent side. Uh, they f- are going to finish second in the group behind Italy, who's played amazing, I must say. Uh, but they beat out the likes of Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, and Greece, which are oh. all, you know, well, I would say more Bosnia and Greece. They're solid teams that yeah. could have easily made the tournament. Yeah. So, good on them. Yeah. Um, also, sticking again with the international theme, um, the U.S. and Canada. Tell you what, our, <laughs> we're jumping around a lot, but we're transitioning it well. Are we? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> USA and Canada, yeah. So, the winner of this match, I believe, goes into the Nations League semifinal. I believe that's how it goes. They're implementing a new Nations final competition in the Western Hemisphere. It's kind of a mess, and these friendly competitions... CONCACAF is always a mess. Okay. The European teams did it right. That Nations League was entertaining, but I also feel like it was advertised more and easier to see exactly what was going on. Basically, the winner of this side qualifies for something. And... (laughs) Canada just needs a draw, while the U.S. needs an outright win. And so, basically, Canada's going to qualify. <laughs> I, I think the U.S. is going to win okay. 2-1, even though Christian Pulisic won't be playing. Yeah, okay. Picked up a small injury in Chelsea's last game. Yeah, he threw himself into the post trying to head in a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you, who do you think's winning? Canada. I have yeah. no faith in the United States men's national team. Taken against your own side. I have no faith in us. Zero. Absolutely no confidence. At all. I don't know how many more ways I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said a lot. <laughs> uh, someone who would also probably criticize the team a lot. Someone who just played in the United States. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Mm. Uh, is leaving LA Galaxy. He's done with the MLS. Now, we talked in our previous episode about where he might go, but today we're going to talk about who should replace him. Mm-hmm. And if you could please just turn off your phone, yeah, okay. it would help out a lot. But the main name being thrown around is Edison Cavani. Yes, which is interesting because apparently he was contacted by David Beckham to headline the Inter-Miami team. Yeah. So, one, to leave PSG and retire in the MLS... It's great, but then to have your choice between LA and Miami oh as cities, <laughs> and then to have your choice between Inter Miami and LA Galaxy as Imagine team. Imagine that. I mean, now what I would like to see is personally, I would like to see Cavani at LA Galaxy and see Luis Suarez go to Inter Miami because Aubameyang and a large number of other strikers are currently being scouted by Barcelona. Uh, so it sounds like that move is going to be happening within the next six months. And I would love to see a Uruguayan competition and rivalry It would be there. interesting. It would be interesting to see Luis Suarez go to the MLS. I do want to point out, though, that uh, Luis Suarez um, has also been contacted, not contacted, but Ajax are interested in bringing him back to yes. the club, which would be massive because he is still a great striker oh, and yeah. would destroy the Eredivisie. Absolutely. And he would be such a useful player in the Champions League as well. 
yeah. I think it'd be a great move oh, yeah. because, you know, he's only 32. Let's, he's not over yet. Let's, let's talk about an attacking force of, of Luis Suarez, David Neres, Tadic, Ziyech, Promise, Van de Beek. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> Playing the free-flowing open football that Eric Ten Hag likes to play? Oh, my God. Not bad at all. I'd be drooling. Now, speaking of Ajax, Edwin Vandersar has extended his contract until... Man, we are yeah. flying through yeah. these. Pat, pat, pat. Uh, we are. But like you <laughs> said, the transitions are doing all right. They're doing okay. <laughs> so, yes, he's extended his contract until 2023. Yeah. Um, this is great. I, he came out and basically said um, that the good times are back at Ajax. He said they went through a, a period where it was a little dark at the club, but the good times are back. And he hopes to bring more in the future, which can only mean good things. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see how these former players get on in managerial and staff roles yeah. that are a lot more business-minded than you'd can, you know, really think about. Right. But then you also realize these guys have contacts everywhere. These guys have lived this life for of, their entire life. A lot of these guys have degrees. Yeah. A lot of them have degrees. Um, you know, Edwin Van Sar was the director of marketing for Ajax before that he was promoted to CEO. There you go. And you see what he's done as CEO. Semifinals of the Champions League. Yeah. Winning, winning the uh, Eredivisie and the uh, and the cup, the whatever the the name I can't pronounce it, but the name of the <laughs> cup over there. Um, you know, Ajax have scored four goals in their last four games. In each of their last four games, they scored at, at four goals. So. No. I, what I'm saying is he's done a fantastic job in picking the right people to bring beautiful attacking football back to Ajax. Speaking of bringing people into teams, we're going to wrap this section up of our news by talking about Manchester City again, potentially bringing one of Johnny Evans or Kaglar Yunchu to their ranks to solve their centre-back crisis. What do you think about it? I think it's crap. I think it's... It's the international break. Nobody has anything to talk about. So, hey, let's link the, you know, two center backs that are playing out of their mind at Leicester to the team that needs center backs right now. There you go. <laughs> it's really that simple, guys. It's it's pretty easy to spot the fake news. Yeah, I think it's crap. I don't believe it. Not one bit. I think uh, if we do go for a center back in January, it will be a give. No disrespect to Johnny Evans or, or Sionchu, but I think it'll be a center back of a more quality um, <laughs> no easy way to say that. I don't know how man. to say it. Someone who's a little bit more proven because we know that we can splash the, the cash. So one, we'll go for someone a, a little younger than Johnny Evans and with a little bit more quality than Seyongchu. No disrespect. Great players, both of them. But uh, I, I think it's a BS rumor. Okay. Now, that wraps it up for our news. Now we've got our weekly Who's Racist in Football segment. Uh, and now we're talking about Bernardo Silva again. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about something racist every week. All right, because, I mean, something, multiple incidents happen every yeah. week. Um, yeah, so it turns out Bernardo Silva has been fined 50,000 pounds and has been banned for one game by the FA after their investigation into his tweet. Uh, when he was joking around with, with Mindy, Benjamin Mindy. Yeah, this happened um, a long time ago, feels like. A few weeks ago. And of <laughs> course, like after this news broke, uh, it broke right after the Liverpool game. So I went on Twitter and all the Liverpool fans were up in arms like, oh, you would do this after the Liverpool game. Uh, you waited. And so into that, I have to say, it's not about you. Not everything is about you. Not that the entire world does not revolve around you. Liverpool. Are you okay, man? <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> 
No. He is going to miss the Chelsea game, though. That's a big game because Chelsea are playing great right now. I do want to say, speaking of playing great, uh, Sandy Cazorla just scored for Spain against Malta, and that dude has risen from the ashes incredibly. I'm so happy for him. I'm glad that you're happy for him. You don't have we, you were talking mighty high about him before we started recording. I think he's a good player. You're right. He I, is. Also, Rodri's playing next to him, so it sounds like he's rebounded well from his injury. Yeah, he's back. Um, I think a lot of the what they were saying initially about how he could was gonna miss the Liverpool game was 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 nothing but like mind games. Crap that that managers pull. Yeah, understood. To try to you know fake out the other one in terms of tactics and whatnot. Now, and, yeah, okay. I was oh, gonna I'm say, sorry. I was gonna say. Last but not least, obviously we need to discuss the Sterling versus Gomez. Bust oh up. yeah, I was about to completely forget that. Oh, <laughs> so basically they got into a shouting match in the Liverpool City match, and uh, <laughs> Gomez picked. Sterling up like a little kid. Which is so disrespectful. <laughs> that was so disrespectful. Now, this has led to a lot of drama, and it's led to Raheem Sterling actually being dropped from uh, the England match. Is that right? So it was when it first happened, apparently. Uh, so right after the Liverpool match, when they had that bust up on the field, they went into England training. And apparently uh, Raheem Sterling walked in to a few of the uh, Liverpool guys, I think it was him, uh, Alexander-Arnold, Henderson, and Gomez, they were like talking and they were laughing and Raz walked in, Raheem walked in the, in the room and quote, I'm quoting the what the articles have been saying, he walked in the room and said, oh, you think you're a big man now to Joe Gomez. Hey. Apparently there was, a, there was also a bust up on the training field and there's a there's a scratch under Gomez's eye. Now, no one knows if that's actually from Sterling. They're just saying it is. Yeah. Um, and reports were saying that Southgate was going to drop Sterling, but he didn't drop Sterling uh, because apparently they, they sat down like men and figured it out. Um, but this also led to England's, England fans booing Joe Gomez. Which is so stupid. So Come on, guys. You got something good going for yeah. once. Don't mess it up over some stupid shit. So and that I, goes to the fans and the players. Yeah, I just... England fans are perplexing. They're so perplexing. Your team is good. Enjoy it. Honestly, you could support the United States. Come on, bro. <laughs> we wish we had someone with quality on our team. Now, hopefully Sterling has squashed the beef. He came out and tweeted about the circumstance, said, you know, it's all done. We're all good. We're all mates. Shut up and get home safe, basically. Basically. Uh, and hopefully that's the end of that, because yeah. hopefully England can continue to do stuff and make the Euros really interesting. Yeah. I think they will. Um, and now we're going to move on to our predictions from last week uh, for some of the big games. Um, and first up on our list is Leicester City versus Arsenal. It ended in a 2-0 to Leicester City. Yeah, I don't know what I predicted, because it are sheet i just wrote lol yeah which basically sums it up yeah no i, I do remember you going for arsenal i don't remember what the score line oh yeah i'm not gonna go yeah. against arsenal and predict it but i also said you know for being honest leicester city's gonna win yeah and they did i predicted a 3-1 um so next up we have liverpool versus man city ended in a 3-1 to liverpool as yeah. we all know um i honestly don't even feel bad for getting that one wrong because it was such a mess oh all around yeah. And and I feel like 
that's all we really have to say because there's not much more to say. Liverpool won, and now they've got the clear freeway into the title. You're right. They're after the, Afterwards, there really isn't much to say. They're going to win the league unless they somehow... Bottle fit. it like they did last year. Or, I mean, like, let's look at the teams that have been topped by Christmas and haven't won the league. Yeah. All Liverpool. Yeah. You know, very well could happen again. I, you'd love to see it. Um, you could talk about VAR in this game, about how they didn't give a clear penalty when it was a clear handball against Alexander-Arnold. But we move on. Uh, Marseille versus Lyon. You actually got this one right on the dot. The French football genius. I. That's a, okay. What can I say? So Marseille's your team? No. Who should, oh, do you have a French team or no? That's a great question. Uh, I think I have a fondness for several teams. Okay. Saint Etienne, Monaco. Yeah, you know we'll take Leon. you down there. We'll take you in Monaco. Uh, and it's ironic because a lot of them are rivals. But, you know, I still have yet to necessarily, quote unquote, claim a team. Uh, I just think it's entertaining. Yeah. Well, you know the Monegasque people are always willing to take us, so. Okay. You, you said that twice and I tried ignoring it twice. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that one ended in the 2 1. I'm Next sorry. up, we have uh, Dirk Klassiker. We have uh, Bayern Munich versus Dortmund. And this ended in 4 0 to Bayern Munich. Yeah, we both had Bayern winning, but. Not by that margin. Yeah. It, and the sad thing is, this is how it usually goes. I thought Dortmund would defend better. That's... With Matt Hummels coming back? Nope. <laughs> Here's the thing Dortmund is German Arsenal. <laughs> Don't expect much. Yeah. And then they'll surprise you. Yeah. Juve versus AC Milan. This one ended 1-0 to Juve. Yeah, I said 2-0. Uh, and we mentioned it. Juve is not the high-scoring side we've seen them in the past. I think it will happen, just like it took a little time with Chelsea and Sarri last year. I think by the other side of the winter break, we'll see them playing a lot better. Hopefully. Hopefully. And last but not least, we have our MLS Cup winners, Seattle, ver- Seattle versus Toronto, but Seattle won 3-1, and they are champions of the MLS. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Uh, of course, it was the side that we both wanted to see. You had a 3-0, I had 3-1. Uh, really fun MLS season. The quality is continuing to improve. Yeah. And hopefully it just keeps getting better. Now, uh that is all that we predicted last week. Mm-hmm. And, of course, because it's an international break, you'll have to tune in next week to see what we think about the next round of matches. Oh, yeah. Now, make sure to hit us up in the Fantasy League on the Premier League app. We're still losing. <laughs> but the winner yeah. will get a $50 gift card <laughs> at the end of the year. Yes. Uh, finally, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Call Football. Instagram, it's Call Football USA. And definitely leave a like and subscribe on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're really going to start branching out into new content and stuff that we find really interesting. And uh, hopefully you do too. My name's Jose. My name's Otis. Yeah, I thought you were going to add something else. No, I got nothing. We're okay. done. See you all next time. <laughs>